Lee. Yes? We have to have this session, Lee. If you don't talk to me, things can't move forward. So? So why do you insist on saying nothing? Not in the mood. May I ask why not? Oh, I don't know. Might have something to do with the handcuffs. Yes, well, that is unfortunate, but I wasn't given a choice. Well, that makes two of us. What I mean to say is, the court ordered those restraints. It's that stipulation that allows us to talk here in my office. So you're doing me a favor? If you'd like. I don't like. And being forced to see a shrink is humiliating no matter how nice the chairs are. I'd prefer you not call me a shrink. I don't give a damn what you prefer. Everything okay, Doc? It's fine. Things are under control. Okay. And you, behave yourself. I said it's fine, officer. All right. I'll be right outside. I understand your frustration, but I would think, given your circumstances, you would want to take advantage of this opportunity to work through some things. All I want to work through is these handcuffs. I take it you're feeling persecuted? I'm handcuffed to a chair. I've been locked up for two months with no bail and no charges filed against me, and I'm forced to sit here and endure session after session of the same inane questions. So... Yes! I'm feeling persecuted. Why do you think the district attorney is persecuting you? I don't know. Maybe it's all in my head. Well, we can explore that. Or maybe it's because a dozen podcasters and cable shows are out there trying to interview me. They even gave me a nickname. Bloody Mama. How do you know about that? They've been coming to my house. Mr. Riken has been taking messages for me. Mr. Riken? My contractor, the man I hired to replace my furnace. Oh, yes. But back to the subject at hand. You understand, don't you, that you're not incarcerated? Of course I'm not incarcerated. That would require you to give me due process. I'm here for a psych evaluation. Which I think you should probably... A psych evaluation lasting two months. Be that as it may, you do understand why you're here, right? Lee? I'm here because I knew where the body was hidden. Correct. And how did you know where the body was hidden? After she was murdered, the little girl came and showed me. Start again. At the beginning. Mr. Riken was working on the boiler down in the basement, breaking apart the old one to make way for the new. Well, that looks like fun. Oh, sorry about the noise. Nothing for it. (laughs) That's okay. Nothing for it. Job like this. It's all right, Mr. Riken. Best all around, really. How do you mean? Well, this here boiler's 110 years old. They made them out of cast iron in those days. Later on, they made them out of steel. That takes cutting tools, torches, all kinds of shit. Oh, excuse me. That's all right. But a cast iron boiler, you can just break apart with a sledge, shove the pieces out that window up there, and you're in business. Well, if it's that fragile, I guess it's a good thing I'm replacing it. Yep. Got a beautiful house here, Miss Lee. 
but uh, antiques belong on the shelf, not in the heating system. How much longer do you expect to take? Well, demo will be part of today, part of tomorrow. I got your new boiler on order. It's a treat. Only about a third the size of this one, but I'll need a certified electrician for the installation, and that's Tom. He's on another job till next week. Altogether, I expect to be out of your hair by the 10th? 15th at the latest. Long before it'll be cold enough to need the furnace. Oh, I'm not worried. But, but you can't be more specific about the date you'll be done? Well, the problem's Tom. He's about the only electrician in town I'd trust to do the work, and life up here ain't like the city where you got a phone book full of choices. In the summertime, all the contractors work 18-hour days, juggling multiple jobs. They can never be too specific about time. Sorry. Oh, it's all right, I guess. What's that? What? Oh, the hole in the floor. Yes, what is it? That's the boiler trap. The what? Boiler trap. A lot of houses this age have one. You mean that hole was under the boiler all this time? Yep. Why? What's it for? Well, no one's really sure. I suppose you could call it a contractor's legend, a kind of old wives' tale. Fred Vukovich, he's the guy I apprenticed under, he told me if you left a hole under the boiler, the fires of hell would keep you warm all winter. I've never heard that. Oh, Fred had a ton of stories like that. Never knew when he was pulling my leg. It's deep. Well, yeah. Gotta reach all the way to hell, don't you know? You don't really... No, no, of course not. The boiler trap probably dates back to when this furnace ran on sawdust from the mill like most of the houses in the neighborhood. Ash would fall down there, help prevent a fire. Oh. I didn't spook you, did I? What? It's just, you look a little greener on the gills. I, with you being new in town, I didn't want you to think I was teasing. Oh, I'm not new to town. I'm Barb Lewis's granddaughter. This was my grandparents' house. Oh, that explains it then. You're not exactly a stranger. No, I grew up here. Well, graduated from here anyway. I came to live with my grandma and grandpa when I was 13. So your grandfather was Snowy Lewis. People called him that, yes. Gosh, I haven't thought about old Snowy in years. But it's good to see you moving back. Uh-huh. You're going to cover up this hole, right? The boiler trap? Sure. No use for it with a gas boiler. Good. Th that's good. So, you didn't know it was there? What? The hole in the basement floor. You maintain you didn't know it was there. How could I? It, it was under a two-ton boiler. Yes. And it was Mr. Riken who first told you about the boiler trap? About the legend behind it? Yes. Did you believe it? Of course not. Hell's not down a hole in the earth. Hell could be anywhere. A psychiatrist's office, for example. Very funny. No, it isn't. Let's talk about Peter. Oh, yes. Let's. Hello? Hi. Peter? Yeah. What number is this? I, I don't recognize it. New phone. Cassie got us new phones. Didn't she just switch you guys? 
Oh no, that was, uh, gosh, three months ago. It is not normal to switch phone plans three times a year. You need to tell her that. Oh, it's fine. And it's none of your business how my wife and I spend our money. Okay, fine. I'll update my contacts with this number. What do you want? Oh, I'm just calling to check in, say hi. How are you? I'm okay. Working on the house. <laughs> wow. I cannot remember the last time I was there. Don't be coy, Peter. You remember exactly the last time you were here. Really? I don't. I don't the know- The wedding. You were here for our wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't do this. Don't do what? Don't call me up and pretend everything is okay between us. I'm sorry for what I did, and I'm sorry that I hurt you. I, you didn't hurt me. But calling me up like this? We're not friends. We're exes. And I did hurt you. I... Okay. What is it? Oh, this all kind of meshes with, uh, with what we're talking about. Uh, the reason for my call, I mean. So Cassie, uh, she asked me to call you. Okay. And just, uh, just tell you I'm not going to call you anymore. Okay. So am I allowed to call you? No. So your wife is forbidding you to talk to your ex? I mean, you can understand, right? It makes sense. Cassie and I are together now, and, uh, No, 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 I get it. We just can't go on like nothing happened. Especially now with the baby here. How is she, by the way? Fine. A little underweight, but the doctor isn't worried. So, this means I can't see her? Oh, well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, we thought maybe you just needed some time to get your feet under you, to get settled in, after your stay in the hospital. Uh-huh. And so your wife will no longer worry that your crazy ex will sneak off with her baby and put her in a stew. You're not crazy. But I can't see your daughter, right? I mean, that's what this is about? Not... completely. I'm such an idiot. What? I just realized. I don't call you. You call me. What do you mean? This phone call. This isn't to warn me off. I haven't dialed your number in six months. You call me. She gave you an ultimatum, didn't she? No. I can always tell when you're lying. You're the one to call me, and I think wifey doesn't like it. Well, I mean... Take care, Peter. And tell your rebound the crazy bitch is out of her life. Leanne, I still... Okay, I mean I... Don't. Just don't. Why did you leave, Peter? It wasn't going to work. What I should have done is left him six months before the wedding, but he kept pushing. Do you feel you didn't deserve him? (laughs) What? Well, because of your addiction. Did you feel you didn't deserve him? (laughs) (laughs) What's funny? It's, It's just the idea of anyone deserving Peter. It's funny. And no, it wasn't because of the pills. If anything, Peter made that worse. How? Pushing the wedding up, resisting the idea of me going into rehab, which I desperately needed. I didn't really start to get myself together until after I left him. And with everything else that's happened? No guilt? I wouldn't go that far. It was soon after that the dream started, correct? Yes. Tell me about them. 
You said you always woke up suddenly in the dream. Yes. And that you hear things. Yes. Hello? Hello? What did you hear? I heard a baby. (laughs) Who's there? Hello? (coughs) Who's there? (coughs) Look, this isn't funny. What did you do? Uh, I followed the noise down to the basement. Did you ever see it, this baby? No. Well, what did you see? Footprints. A baby's wet footprints leading up to the boiler trap. And what did you do then? Then I... I woke up. Jesus. I didn't hear you coming. I'm sorry. Now now please explain this to me. You mean the boiler trap? Yes. What's to explain? It's all in the ground. Yes, but why is it there? I mean, the people that built the house, why did they put it there? Well, like I said before, no one's really sure. Probably the sawdust would go in there and, you know. No, no, you said something else. Something about the hole going all the way down to hell. I'm... Sorry, I don't don't know what you want me to say here. Well, explain it to me. You want me to explain an old wives' tale? You can't. They're just stories someone made up. But stories like that always have a kernel of truth, and I'm trying to... I mean, I I think that... uh, You okay there? Yeah, I'm just curious. Why did they say the boiler trap led down to hell? Well, that was what you might call some dark humor. And traps were dug deep. It's difficult work. That's what I'm talking about. This hole doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for it to be here. And it seems like it would be very difficult to dig. Yeah. So why is it there? Well, the only reasons I ever heard was the sawdust and the old stories. We're back to where we started from. You know, Tell me about the stories. Well, I had a friend growing up. Granny lived with them. Her mind was pretty much gone, but she had no end to stories. Said the boiler trap was first done by a witch here in town. The witch's house was always warm all winter, so all the other folks followed suit. That kind of story. What other stories? Well, she had a million of them. It's the only one I remember about the boiler trap, though. Was there really a witch? Nah, there was probably some old woman kept to herself. Them's usually the ones get called witches. Granny did have a story about an old woman kidnapped a baby here in town. Really? When? No, couldn't tell you. Couldn't say for sure it actually happened, neither. Much said the old woman hanged for it. That's what makes me think it never happened, because we ain't had the death penalty in Minnesota since 1911. I would think if you were having bad dreams, you wouldn't want to hear these stories. I'm fine. Look, I had a list of things to get done this week. Sealing up that hole was one of them. Why don't I just move that up to the top of the list, and then... No. Beg pardon? Don't seal it up. 
Well, it won't take but a minute. I already have a form built for the quick set cement. Real slick, too. Just drop it down in, pour your cement, and we're good to go. And leave it open. What, you mean for always? For now. Just leave it open for now. You're the boss. Well, why did you do that? Why did you stop him? I don't know. Well, your dream sounded very disturbing. It would be natural to want to seal up the hole. I, I just I didn't want it sealed up. Not yet. And it was the next day you heard from Peter again, correct? Yes. And things took a turn. I thought you weren't supposed to call me anymore. <sighs> yeah. Hello. Are you okay? No. She's gone. What? She left. She took the baby and went to her mother's place in Duluth. It sounds like a bad romance, doesn't it? I'm sorry, I guess. You guess? Well, what do you want me to say? You call me up, tell me your wife's left you? She just went to her mother's. She didn't leave. Whatever. The point is, I don't know why you're calling me, Peter. I'm sorry, but your marriage problems aren't any of my business. <laughs> I wish. What? I said, I wish. I wish that were true. Maybe you should tell me what happened. Oh, we fought, she left. That's really about all there is to it. Except for the other parts where it's somehow my fault, right? <sighs> well, it might have had something to do with what we fought about. Go on. I know, I know, I'm an idiot. She's a wonderful woman, but I can't help it. I still love you, Lee. Oh, God. I know, I know, I'm sorry, but let's just remember for a second who left whom. What's that supposed to mean? It means you owe me. What? You owe me. You ruined my life. Now you've ruined my marriage because I can't, I can't love anyone else. It's not her fault, it's not the baby's fault, and it's not my fault. Peter. It's your fault. You did this to me. You've got to take responsibility for yourself. I'm sorry. I know I'm being a jerk, but that's just what you mean to me. That's why Cassandra left. She demanded I look her in the eye and tell her I didn't love you anymore, and I couldn't do it. She was so angry. You shouldn't have done that to her. I know, but what was I supposed to do? Lie? Is there some point to this, Peter? Why did you call me? Uh... I want to come see you. That is a terrible idea. What else do I have now? She left with the baby. I thought you said she was just visiting her mother. Well, to begin with, but that's how it starts, right? And you think visiting me is going to help? I don't care about her right now. I care about you. I care about us. No. If you would just No, think Peter, about... stay away from me. Go and reconcile with your wife and get your family back because there's no way you and I will ever be together. Do you understand? I knew you'd say that. Selfish bitch. Goodbye, Peter. Wait, I'm sorry. You dreamed again that night? Yes. Tell me about it. I'm in bed. I look over and there's a baby next to me. Tell me about the baby. Just a, a baby. White. I think it's a girl. 
She's happy. All right. And then what happens? Suddenly she rolls over and off the end of the bed. I worry about her at first because it's quite a drop, but she hits the floor on all fours like a champ and takes off crawling. I get out of bed and follow, but I can't keep up with her. She's just a crawling baby, but I can't keep up. I follow her down the stairs. I hear her in the basement. And then I go down there. What then? I see smears on the ground. Red smears, ugly smears, like the baby's been crawling through red paint. Or blood? Or blood. The smears head to the boiler trap. I get closer. The smell, it's intense now. What smell? Coppery, iron. Blood. I can smell it in the air. And then what happens? I, I come up to the hole. I come up to the trap. It's just a dark circle in the floor. It's so dark. Unnaturally dark. The smell is overwhelming me now. And then? And then she cries. <coughs> What are you doing here? Hear me out. Peter. I'm sorry. You need to go. I should have called, I know. I'm sorry. You drove all the way up here? I had to see you. What for? I just... The house felt so empty and Cassie's not returning my calls. And I blocked your number. Uh, right. So I had no choice. I had to come. You had plenty of choices. I just... I had to. You don't understand what... Oh, excuse me. That's all right, Mr. Riken. This is Peter, the man I was telling you about. How do you do? Who Mr. is... Mr. Riken uh... is working on my furnace. Oh, right. So I'm pretty much done for the day. Tom's doing tomorrow to do the electrical... It's all right. I'd like to take a long weekend and go visit my grandchildren in Bagley. Of course. That sounds lovely. How old? Eleven and sixteen. Not so cuddly anymore, but they still let me spoil them. (laughs) That sounds like fun. Yeah, I'll be back Tuesday. Refill the system, test for leaks, then we're done. We'll have a brand new furnace for winter. Sounds good. Unless you'd like me to stick around. No, uh... no, it's fine. All right, then. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You have my number in case... uh... Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I don't think he likes me. Well, he's been listening to me. What's that? What? There's a bag at your feet. Your overnight bag. I recognize it. Oh, well, it's it's a five-hour drive. I wasn't expecting to go back today. I see. You're going to stay at the Nomad? Actually, I was Drove hoping... by the other day, and the vacancy sign was lit. Not much going on this weekend, so I bet there are plenty of rooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. How about dinner tonight? I'm busy. Okay, maybe we could talk. A cup of coffee... Sorry, or Peter. A... I'm absolutely swamped. Yeah, but, but maybe we could...
Oh, God. Hey, you. You're home. I thought you were going to a hotel, not a bar. All booked up. There's a convention in town. <laughs> Peter, you can't stay here. Uh, who said I wanted to? Just, just here to take my favorite ex to dinner. Gas station still has pretty good pizza, huh? What do you say? You don't need dinner, you need sleep. Why, Lee, what are you suggesting? Peter, ugh, ugh. Uh, look, 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 okay. Here's the thing. Let's just talk a little bit. Let's talk things out, that's all. I just, I need someone to talk to, Lee, right? Right? Uh, okay, fine. See ya. Wait, did you drive here? Well, of course I drove. You think I could walk in this condition? Get in here. Uh, If you insist. God, you stink. You don't. You smell wonderful. All right, okay, let's get one thing straight. (laughs) I'm letting you into this house to sober up, that's all. You might be bent on ruining your marriage, but I'm not going to help, you understand? Sure, sure. Where do I sleep? Wherever you fall. Yep. For the... I didn't mean the kitchen floor. Ah, she left me, Lee. God, why did I marry her? Maybe we could move just... Why don't... Why couldn't you go through with marrying me? Huh? I mean, was it me? No. Then what? See, because the thing is, Lee, I still love you. That's my whole problem with Cassie. She knows I still love you. I told her to her face. How messed up is that? We've talked about this. I was in terrible shape. Grandma and Grandpa were still in the home. I was on... I I was taking too many pills for my wrist, remember? No. The broken wrist? I slipped on the ice that winter, and the doctors were handing out opioids like candy in those days. I was scared and uncertain. The next thing I knew... I was up in my bedroom in a wedding dress, and all our friends were in the backyard, makeshift altar over by the herb garden. I remember. Cloudy day. I couldn't go through with it, Peter. I'm sorry it got that far, but I couldn't. Mmm, sleepy. Let's get you upstairs. Baby's not mine. What? Pretty sure. Not 100%, but I'm pretty sure. You mean your daughter? See, the the thing is, Cassie and I, we were fighting right from the honeymoon. She knew I still loved you. But she figured I'd turn to her because I, you know, had married her, right? So if I wasn't ever lovey-dovey enough, she'd just lose it. Really insecure. The pretty ones always are. Not like you. Uh, your daughter? Oh, yeah. So, big fight one night. I admitted I still loved you. Again? <laughs> oh, but instead of yelling, she goes all stone-faced and silent this time. Then, a couple of weeks later, she comes home all proud of herself, smelling like sex. It was her boss. Oh, he's a married guy, too, but she went after him hard. Turned herself into quite the little playmate. It was all just to get back at me. Are you saying that your baby... I, I hadn't touched her in weeks, Lee. Weeks. 
She comes home all stinking like cologne and spunk, and next it's barfing up breakfast, and then the doctor visits, and suddenly we're expecting. Oh, and the minute she found out she was pregnant, she went into nesting bitch mode, so happy she could bust. Doesn't matter who the father is, so long as she could fix up the nursery with the perfect color scheme and buy all the tiny clothes and drop two grand on this stroller they designed at NASA. She's happy now. She's a mommy. You know the crazy thing? She expects me to go along with it. To be the proud papa. But you wouldn't go along. (sighs) I guess neither one of us were ever very good at going along, right, Lee? I guess we weren't. Uh, what about your baby? What? Uh, you know, the, the one in your dreams. What, 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 what are you talking about? Uh, you know, the, one, the, the, the little guy or the little girl. The one that shows up in your bed some nights and then crawls away. How do you know about that? Crawling away, crawling away, all the way down to the basement and the boiler trap. How do you know this? Your baby's bloody sometimes, isn't she, Lee? Bloody baby covered in gore. Shouldn't. You shouldn't be dreaming about such things. I should know. I I should know. you expect me to believe that? No. Yes. I don't know. Your drunk ex knew details about your dreams. Believe whatever you want. Had you told him about them? Of course not. Lee, I don't know how he knew. Why don't you ask him? We have. You have? He said he was very drunk. He remembers nothing about that night. Not surprised. Tell me about the next dream. It wasn't a dream. If you like. Tell me about it. Tell me what happened later that night. I dragged him upstairs and put him to bed. Peter was still drunk. He needed to sleep it off. So I just put him in the bed and then went to bed myself. Uh. Yes. And then what happened? I woke a few hours later. I went down to check on him. He was ice cold to the touch, just swimming in sweat. I tried to wake him, but he wouldn't wake up. Peter, come on! Wake up! And then what happened? I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Try. There was... There was something in the room. What was in the room, Lee? I don't know. There was a sudden cold... There was a feeling like, like biting on tin foil, and my hands balled up into fists, and I, I couldn't unclench them. Go on. And then I, I saw something. What did you see? Shape. Black, huge. It, it was in the corner. It was the corner. And it was moving toward me. 
So what did you do? I got out. Then what did you do? I, 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 I had to leave. I had to get out of the house and I thought... I thought I could help Peter. How? I looked up his wife online. I found the address of her mother in Duluth, only a three-hour drive. You went to see her? I tried. Why? I don't know. Convince her to come get her husband? Convince her she had nothing to fear from me? I, I don't know. Well, what happened? Things fell apart. I couldn't concentrate on the road. I kept seeing things. A car pulled up beside me, and a baby was inside, staring at me. It should have been in its car seat. It shouldn't have been able to look out the window, but it was. Sucking its thumb, staring at me. I saw a baby crawling along the side of the road, completely alone, just crawling along like it belonged there. And then, after a mile or two, I saw the same baby again. What did you do? Questioned my sanity? Considered finding a hospital and checking myself in? I mean, I was hallucinating. But then... Yes? But then I was there. I was just outside Duluth. A a suburb called Hermantown. It's a funny name, isn't it? I had the address on GPS, but when I turned down the street, I saw the police cars, and two of them parked out front. Yes. Two police cars, sitting there, no lights, no emergency. Whatever it was had already happened. And that's when you turned on the radio? Of course, and just like in a movie. We have an update now on a story that's rocked a local community. There was a news bulletin. Police in Hermantown are investigating the kidnapping of Lilith Angelica Morris, aged six months, from her grandmother's home off Arrowhead Road. Angelica and her mother, Cassandra Morris of Eden Prairie, were visiting Cassandra's mother when the infant went missing from her crib. There are no new leads to reports. What did you do then? I, I drove a while, and then stopped. Where? Nowhere. Just, just along the road. I just had to stop. I thought I might throw up. And that's when I heard it. I heard it in the trees just beyond the road. There was an infant? There was... something. It was in my car, in the back seat, and covered in blood. It wasn't really there, of course. Of course not. It was all in my head. I was seeing things. It seems awfully specific, doesn't it? 
You see babies by the road, babies in your car. Babies covered in blood. Yes. You see babies everywhere. What does it mean? Let's talk about what happened when you got home. It was quiet. And where was Peter when you left? Asleep, or so I thought. Did you look for him? Yes, I went upstairs to the room where I'd left him. He wasn't there. I looked in my room, all the other rooms, no sign of him. Well, what did you do then? Started for the basement. Started for? I couldn't go down the stairs. What do you mean, couldn't? I stood at the top of the steps and couldn't go down. Why not? Because she was at the bottom, staring up at me. Who? Who was at the bottom of the steps, Lee? The baby. I could see her standing at the bottom of the stairs, sucking her thumb. Staring at me. Was that all she was doing? Um, No, she was bleeding, too. Standing there, blood flowing from her eyes, dripping down her front, pulling at her feet. Lee, do you believe this baby was really there? That you were seeing an actual infant? Of course not. She was in my head. I see. But just because she was in my head doesn't mean she wasn't real. And then what happened? There! There! There she is! Peter came home. There! Arrest her! She did it! And he had the police. She did it. She kidnapped my daughter. Uh, ma'am, this man here, he came to the station and filed a complaint against you. We're going to need Go to... down to the basement. Excuse me? Go down to the basement. Look in the southwest corner. There's a hole in the floor. That's where you'll find her. Find who? The missing baby. She admits it! See? She admits it! Then go upstairs. First bedroom on the right... You'll find a black overnight bag there. I think he used that to bring her into the house. She's lying! I'm pretty sure she was already dead. Lies! She's lying! Murderer! Murderer! They found her right where I said she'd be. And they arrested you? They arrested us both. And I've been locked up here ever since. Well, you can see why, can't you? Because I keep telling the truth. You keep saying the vision of a toddler, bathed in blood, told you where to find the little girl's body. That's what happened. But you see, in a court of law, it's not- I don't care about a court of law. I'm pretty sure if you could have charged me with murder, you would have done it by now. I just told you what I saw. Lee, if we let you go now, there's a mob of media people outside completely obsessed with your story. You don't know what it's going to be like out there, and we just want to help you. Then you shouldn't have locked me up for two months. You're only being nice to me now because you're desperate. Why don't you have a case against Peter? I I would think that would be- Peter is dead, Lee. What? He hanged himself in his cell last night. So this isn't about a case. 
Forensics all point to him. Evidence all points to him. We know he did it. This is just about making sense of it, explaining what happened, and protecting you. Protecting me from what? I, I didn't do anything. I guess you'll just have to see for yourself. Today was our last session. The DA says we can't hold you any longer. You can pick up your things at the front desk. You're free to go. Just like that? We don't normally do going away parties. Lee. What? Take my card. You might find things difficult out there. I, I really don't Take think... it. This has been The Boiler Trap from the award-winning Frozen Frights podcast. Our play featured Justin Kapla as Mr. Riken, Jeffrey Adams was Peter, Ayla McIntosh played the psychologist, and starring Shannon Custer as Lee. The script was written and directed by Jeffrey Adams, who also did post-production on this episode. This program from the Icebox Radio Theater is made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For more information, visit iceboxradio.org.